You quit your job, left your ex, and moved to the big city. With a head full of dreams and a decent-sized business loan, you've opened up your very own restaurant. And it's gonna suck. Today, you're gonna learn how to be the worst restaurateur. Since the beginning of time, there have been loads of bad ideas. And they're not gonna stop anytime soon. We want to speed up the process. By coming up with the worst ideas for any situation, we can help you come up with something that will actually work. Whether it be in the past, present, or future, in the most important parts of society, or whatever comes to our head. We want to put our heads together to find the worst possible solution to the biggest problems you can face. This is Be The Worst. All right, so welcome to episode three of Be The Worst. I'm Tim Gavin. I'm Tyler Hertrick. And we're doing something very fun this week. We're going to come up with really bad restaurant ideas. The worst restaurant ideas. Although my restaurant, you'll want to keep coming to, but it's going to be terrible. Trust me. Oh, I, I, I think I might know where this is inspired by. So let, let's start off with bad restaurant experiences. What's the worst experience you've ever had at a restaurant? Oh, my gosh. I thought you'd never ask. Um, probably the worst customer service I've ever had was that kind of a bougie steakhouse in Australia. I was with some friends. There's about six of us. Um, and we got seated basically like in a corner because I could tell that this clientele was basically, you know, businessmen, businesswomen. And here we were 20 and early 30 somethings walking in. We were decently dressed. They sit us in a corner, uh, the food is hella expensive. Like the steak by itself is 40 bucks and that's just a steak. You don't get any sides with that. Is that in Australian dollars? That's in dollary dues, my guy. So um, we order some food. Um, the food was great, but the service, my goodness. So one of my friends gets a glass of wine, three ounces of wine, which is probably like eight or nine bucks. So she finishes her three ouncer and she asks the waiter for another glass right so he comes over after a couple minutes brings her another glass sets it on the table walks away she looks and sees that it's a six ounce glass so i mean maybe she was driving i'm not sure she just wanted three more ounces not six right plus that's probably 16 bucks as opposed to nine yeah so he comes back around the table she says as she was the sweetest girl and she says as kindly as she can you know hey sorry the first glass i had was a three ounce this is a six ounce and this piece of shit has the balls to say, well, it's not like I can pour it back into the bottle. You're stuck with it, mate. And walks away. So his defense was, Oh, it's already out of the bottle. You, that's what you're getting. Right. So much for customers. Always right. And you totally can pour it back into the bottle. Has this guy never heard of a funnel? He's never heard of a They don't have funnels in Australia, mate. Then a funnel's right? in Australia. <laughs> so uh, we're going to pay. And between the six of us, I mean, it was expensive meals, probably 350, 400 bucks between the six. Jesus and, H. Christ. Yeah, I know. And so um, we're going to pay. And part of the reason we went there is because one of my friends had a coupon. So it was 50 bucks off a meal of 300 or more. So we go to use it. And of course, this, this uh, hostess that we're paying with, we're paying up at the front. And uh, she's Dutch. And she's like, you can't use the coupon. And I'm, we're like, what? Why not? And the guy, my friend David said, I called in when I booked my reservation. And I asked if I could use the coupon. And they said yes. And she's like, um, can't use it. 
And uh, this is probably somewhat Sean Connery too. Anyways, um, he's like, why can't I use it? And she's like, look at the coupon. And in fine print, it said some conditions apply. And so she's like, that's why you can't use it. And we're like, um, but uh, we called and the guy said that you could use it. So in that case, it's our word against his. Isn't the customer always right? And this woman has the balls to say, yeah, the customer's always right when they're right. And when they're wrong, they're wrong. And so one of us grabbed our phone and was just, oh, oh, yeah, no problem. What was your name? Sorry. Oh, my name was Paula. Okay, great, Paula. Thanks. Awesome. And they start going on their phone like they're going to post something online or do whatever. Paula super quietly reprints the bill with the $50 discount and just slides it across. Wow. So in the end, we got the discount. But, oh, boy. And then when I went to, I sent them a uh, messenger, an email, a uh, messenger on uh, Facebook, no response. I tried multiple times to post on TripAdvisor, and it just didn't work, whether or not I had an account or something. Maybe they pay money to TripAdvisor to get only good reviews. I don't know how it works, but it was a racket, man. It was it was trash. Yeah, that's that, and is is that the most expensive meal you've ever paid for? It's not really. No, I went to also in Australia. I went to a friend's birthday, and he had rented out like a separate room. And I'm thinking, cool, like I'll order a little bit of food, whatever. It was a Japanese restaurant, um, preset meals, so everyone got the same thing. Um, and it was $90 ahead before, uh, drinks and everything. So being like on a backpacker budget, imagine, imagine that, right. I was expecting to spend maybe 40, maybe 50 bucks. Um, and afterwards he told me too, he actually paid for some of everybody's meals as well as he put down $500, uh, bar tab. So wow. I did have a drink or two that he covered. So imagine if he didn't cover that, I would probably would have paid 120 bucks. Yeah. The, that's... Food, was, the food was amazing, but still. Yeah. Well, at least it was good food, though. Exactly. What yeah. about you? Any any terrible experiences? Multiple terrible experiences? What do you got going on? Let's see. Worst experience I've ever had overall, it was actually at this um, this Asian buffet in Edmonton. I think it was about 9, 10 years old at the time. And the food, just, it gave me a stomach ache. So when I went to like go use the bathroom, literally every toilet was plugged. In the In the restaurant? Every single toilet. How many are we talking? Like like two or like five? Five. They have five toilets and they were all plugged. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now I'm going to start going into restaurants and go into the toilets first and check to see whether or not they're plugged. Do it. Jeez. You know, overall, that's that's the worst one. I, I haven't had too many bad experiences. Another, another really only really bad one in recent memory. Back at the pub. You remember the pub? I do. The pub, the pub in Peace River. The pub in Peace River, where the wings are so dry, but you eat them anyway because they're so cheap. Oh, they're stupid cheap. What, like 25 cents a wing, something like that on Wednesdays? I think it was like 15 cents. Like, oh, I remember cool. like getting like two decently sized plates, and I paid less than 10 bucks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like I still had enough left over for a beer. There you go. Yeah, so the wings were dry. They were like salty as hell, but... You still went because it was cheap, and you know it was it was good enough. Exactly, and in Peace River, it's something to do. So, so we're gonna come up with our own horrible restaurant ideas. Tyler, who do you think should go first? I believe I went first last time, so you take a stab. All right, because I'm super excited about mine. So, all right, my dude. 
So main things that I came up with. I came up with a name, first of all, then kind of the setting, what it's going to look like. Then a handful of menu items. No, nothing too major, like not an entire menu, just a, a few highlights. So the name, I decided to go with a seafood place. And really, the greatest place for bad names for stuff, I went to Urban Dictionary. You're going to love this. Oh, My restaurant no. is called The Angry Oyster. Oh, boy. Do, do you know the definition? Uh, um, I can guess. All right, what do you think it is? Uh, I think that Afro Man sung about this song um, at the end of one of his songs. Said a blind man was walking past the fish market and says, Good morning, ladies. You're close. Uh, I'll, 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 give you, park, yeah. I'll give you the full urban dictionary definition. So this is the angry oyster and the process of double penetration. Oh, God. One man will be in the woman's vagina, the other in her butt. The angry oyster occurs when the two men's scrotum slap each other fervently, giving the impression of two oyster shells opening and closing quickly. Oh, my gosh. Where do people come up with this stuff? But only if it's fervently slapping? Only if it's fervently slapping. So it's like... See, no. It's like... See, no. Oh, no, 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 no. See, see, the thing about that is the angry oyster, you're talking about the balls being the oyster shells, but in that whole scenario, that typically whole scenario. the oyster is... Oh, gosh. Typically, <laughs> the oyster is slang for uh, the female Bertrand. So that's what I was expecting. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought, too. But this one just, it, it seemed so much better. It was either it was either the angry oyster or the angry pirate. Uh, fair point. Yeah. I feel like the angry oyster could also just be like when you kick a girl in the crotch. Okay, so we got the name. We yeah, we got, got the angry name. Oyster, yeah, so th seafood. this is going to be the vibe of the place. So it's like, think of the worst parts of a dock. The parts that are just like right on the edge, really run down, rotting wood everywhere. You see just, like, old guys with, like, really long beards kind of chewing tobacco and just, like, eating some sort of, not sure if it's tuna fish or whatever they fished out of the sea, but they mashed it up together into a sandwich and it just smells horrible. Going for kind of, like, an, an out-of-the-lake vibe, but not in cottage country. Think of a meth dealer's safe house. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so dingy old wooden interior. Everything is like it's a sickly blue. A sick a sickly blue. Can you describe it? Can you describe that blue? All right. Um think like 50% baby blue and 50% gray. Okay. So kind of like a washed out kind of lighter blue. Yeah. And absolutely like nothing is varnished. Like it all like looks just like really ragged and rotten. So the wood's peeling and stuff. Yeah. And all okay. the tables are old fish barrels. And we're not talking like restored, made like fresh, like you'd take like a like a whiskey barrel, put a table on it. No, we're talking like fish barrels, like recently fished out of the sea and just slap a piece of wood on them. Oh boy. Yeah. The excuse being going for that authentic seafood feel. <laughs> Great. Okay. 
Yeah. So what kind of what kind of food are you going to be serving at the Angry Oyster? All right, so starting off with some appetizer stuff you can share with your friends. Something I like to call octo dippers. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. Boiled octopus legs that you can dunk in many different dipping sauces. What kind of dipping sauces, Timothy? I am so glad you asked. I decided to go with the worst possible ones for seafood, starting off with chili. Uh, that, could, that couldn't be the worst. I could do that. Yeah, but could you do it with seafood, though? Yeah, really? sure. All right, then. Yeah, because in, in, like, seafood sauce, there is some sort of, like, tomatoey type of um, element to it, I believe. Yeah, that's true. So the second sauce, chocolate fondue. Again, that could that could be nice. With, you never know. With seafood? No. You ne- have you tried it? No, because I wouldn't want to. That's why it's on the list. Of- Hell, I would try that, man. All right. Well, you know what? Maybe one of these days we'll try it. We'll 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 test out the results. And buffalo tuna. Buffalo tuna sauce? Buffalo tuna sauce. How do you get buffalo tuna sauce? Those animals are in separate parts. Those are in different... Buffalo's on the land, tuna's in the ocean. How does that work? So you know buffalo wing sauce? Yes, I do. Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Buffalo style. Pour that into a bowl. Okay. Then you take your canned tuna. Uh, oh, no. You mash it in the bowl with the uh, buffalo sauce. Oh, uh, yeah. And you sprinkle cilantro in there. For all the people I, that hate cilantro. I'm okay with cilantro. See, now, here's the thing is that hot sauce with seafood is good. So you're just adding hot sauce and seafood to other seafood. Yeah. So that, again, it could, couldn't, it could be worse. See, I was trying to go for, like, bad, but still, like, kind of edible. Yeah, this... Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you just not being like, oh, it's it's garbage. It's used friggin' dishwashing water. Well, where's the creativity in that? Touche. Yeah, so exactly. So I appreciate you making it somewhat edible. So yeah. octodippers, that's that's one of, the, one of the dishes. Yeah, another one I had is fried fins. Just, just the fins. Just the fins. Take, take all off the fish fins... Throw them, in, throw them in a deep fryer, serve them up with those dipping sauces. Oh, fish fins. I thought you were going to piss off a lot of Finnish people. Okay, fish fins. No, no, it. never, never. And another appetizer, I'm a huge fan of this one, just how much it's going to gross people off. Anchos. Uh, anchovy nachos? Yes, exactly. So is it all the regular ingredients of nachos plus anchovies? No, it's all the regular ingredients for nachos, but substituting the tortilla chips with anchovies. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, so you're basically uh, like forced yeah. to like take a spoon in there. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's kind of like taco salad, but oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, not not great, not great. Yeah, and gumbo shooters. Okay. And swordfish kebab. So you take um, take a swordfish, you chop off the head, and then serve a kebab on the, the decapitated swordfish head. What kind of kebab? What kind of meat? Uh, just like different fish meats. 
different fish meats. Okay. Yeah. So now, so now, do you pick up the head and you use the head as you hold the head? That's like your handle. Yep. Ooh. Oh, you should hollow out the head so you have to actually stick your hand inside the head. Oh, hey, that's a good idea. I'm I'm using that. There you go. Yeah. And now on to the main courses that I found. The first one, and this is going to be really good around Thanksgiving, Katherky. Kather- is that a play on Thulu? Yes. That's exactly uh-huh. what it is. <laughs> so it's a, it's a grade B turkey. Because obviously you're not going to find top-notch shit over at the Angry Oyster. Of course not. Why would you do that? Stuffed with an octopus. Okay. And uh, you'd, it'd have the tentacles like all like flying out. Okay. Yeah. And then toss it in a deep fryer. Interesting. Yeah. But what kind it, of uh, what kind of marinade? What kind of sauce? Kind of sauce. Um. Uh, I'd stick with the chili. The chili sauce, okay. Yeah, I feel like the chili would just stand out the most. Ooh, what if you did like a fish gravy? You know, I never really thought about that. A fish, I've, I've never even, is fish gravy even a thing? I mean, I feel like if whatever you cook the fish in, there's going to be some liquid left and you just thicken that a bit and then I guess you could use that as fish gravy maybe. I don't know. I guess so. I might have to might have to try that in the kitchen one day when I'm really bored. Cause think oh, cause think about it. Oh no, this is what you this is what you can do. So you have a shitload of cans of like salmon and tuna and stuff, and you know how when you open it, there's that like liquid. Oh yeah. And you drain out the liquid. So just drain out the liquid into a big vat and use that vat as oh, the. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, filthy. Oh, that's oh, that's just right freaking greasy, buddy. Okay, so the other main course that I have. A uh, Greenland shark steak. Green? Oh, oh, is that the one where they bury underground? Yeah, they bury it underground, let it ferment, and what I hear, I heard that when you unbury it, it tastes like piss. Ew! Why'd they eat it? Well, there's not exactly a lot food-wise up there. I think it was either we eat this or we cannibalize each other or. Like most delicacies, I assume it was made on a dare. <laughs> but my, my whole thing is like, why bury it and wait a couple of weeks or however long you wait? Why not just eat it right after you catch it? I guess because Greenland shark is extremely tough meat, and the only way that it could be soft enough that it could be chewed is by fermenting it. Interesting. At least that's Didn't from that. what I have read or seen on YouTube videos, I should say. I, I I haven't read. I haven't done any research. Yeah, no no proper research has been done into this. I'm just I'm I'm pulling stuff out of my ass. If anyone feels like fact checking me, please do so. I am all for learning new stuff. Okay, great. Yeah. So those are those are the two, those are the two main courses. Now on to the dessert. Lobster Jello salad. No. Yeah. No, stop. Stop, Timmy. It's too much. Too much? It's too much, Timmy. I know. It's it's hard to believe that people actually ate this stuff in the 60s. Like, Jell-O used to be just so popular that they would put literally anything in it. That people have actually made that? Yes. Oh, oh my God. You're going to love this. Like, look up 60s Jell-O cookbooks. You're going to see the craziest shit ever. And people actually ate this. 
and they worked serious. high off their asses. They they were completely normal minded, completely sober. They sat down and decided, you know what? I like this newfangled Jello thing. We have refrigerators. We can start making this on the regular. I'm gonna put literally anything in here and see what sticks. Oh, so I just googled lobster Jello salad. I actually got so lobster jelly with fresh tarragon oil, whatever. Um, reviews: three out of four forks. Fifty fifty percent of the people said would make again. Really? Yeah, but it basically just looks. Oh man, it doesn't look great by any means. Yeah. But yeah. Nasty. Would not. Would not eat. Yeah, but yeah. The point is, sixties were really weird, and not just because of the drugs. No, because of the friggin' cello lobster salad. Yeah. And one thing, what's one thing that you don't really associate with seafood places when it comes to a menu? When it comes to a menu? Yeah. Um, like the items or the layout or what? Well, what's one type of meal that you don't really see too often at a seafood place? See too often or ever see? Ever see. Um, oh, for dessert. Oh, ice cream. Oh, are you gonna make fish ice cream? Actually, no. I I didn't thought think about that, but yeah, I'm totally gonna serve that. But breakfast. Oh. Have you ever okay. seen breakfast at a seafood place? Um, I feel like I've seen like lobster or crab scrambled eggs or something, or like an omelet, maybe. Maybe, but. This is like the small breakfast menu that I have found uh, that I've like come up with. Albacore omelet, because albacore is kind of like a really cheap, like common fish, and it's kind of gross. I've heard. Uh, salmon right. and eggs and tuna French toast. Huh? Tuna French toast sounds terrible. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> so yes, that is uh, that's the angry oyster. Lovely. Thank you for sharing your angry oyster with me. Anytime, Tyler. Anytime. Anytime. Okay. Uh, so my restaurant, um, I did it a little bit differently. So I went into more detail with the actual layout and some of the stuff about the restaurant than the menu. Okay. So uh, I'll throw a little bit of a curveball at you. So first I'll explain. Um, my restaurant is a breakfast food place uh now if you get like barbecue restaurants they use the term pit a lot right you may get like the barbecue pit or like um the meat pit or something like that uh friggin pita pit right yeah now i'm gonna call it the breakfast pit because in that context it almost feels in my opinion like it sounds bad a little like it does sound a little greasier than your average breakfast yeah. diner borderline kind of shitty yeah so let me paint the picture for you um first off on the front of the restaurant and anywhere online there are no hours posted we are open and closed whenever we want to be open and closed so you cannot plan around anything ah taking right? the sukasa approach nice <laughs> oh that's a deep cut that is a deep local cut to Peace River, I love it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's actually a great. That's actually a great kind of parallel. Um, so once you get into the restaurant, the kitchen is at the front, so you have to walk through the kitchen to get into the dining room area. 
Okay. okay. So you see everybody interacting with the, the food, stuff like that. And as you're walking through, you're like, how is this sanitary? I mean, it, it looks sanitary, but keep in mind, you yourself just came off the street and you're walking through the kitchen. Okay. 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 Get into the dining room area. It is one big, long banquet table where one side is a booth and the other side is chairs. Okay. So if you are sitting on the booth side in the middle and it's a full house, you will have to ask everybody on either side of you to get up and leave so that you could go to the bathroom or you will have to climb over or under the table. That is my worst nightmare. (laughs) Right? Okay. (laughs) Terrible start. Um, Next, because it's a breakfast um, place, you're going to get people who are hungover. You're going to get people who just woke up. They want kind of a cool, kind of relaxed place to chill and eat, right? Mm-hmm. There was always a live band. Oh. And they're not playing classic rock, my dude. They're playing hard rock. They're playing heavy metal. They're playing painful shit to listen to at friggin' 7 in the morning, okay? Now, in terms of presentation of the food, um, everything is served on metal plates. So imagine all the noises of the forks and knives scraping against the plates. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> um, and on top of that, um, although, huh. now I thought about the hours thing before, after I'd thought about this. So it's kind of a toss-up because either the hours aren't posted or the hours are posted, but they only take reservations. If you don't have a reservation, you have to call to make one, even if you're already in the restaurant. Oh, dude. So I feel like that extra five, 10 minutes of like, yeah, great. And so like you call the restaurant and the person in front of you picks up the phone and you're like, hi, welcome to breakfast. Like, this is breakfast pit. This is Tyler speaking. How can I help you? Yeah, I'm standing in front of you. I like to book a reservation. Oh, sure. Let me just uh, take a look at the book. Just one second. And then they're just like having this whole kind of surreal conversation. <laughs> so I kind of like that better than the no, than the uh, no hours. Yeah, that's that's actually that's even more that just trolls people even more. I love it. Right. So you're probably thinking, um, why would people want to come back to this place? This does not sound like a great dining environment, right? Yeah. Now, with the Sukasa approach with the hours, they were open kind of whenever they felt like they were open, but they stayed in business because the food was so damn good. The food was so damn good. The breakfast pit will have amazing food. So people will want to keep coming back again and again and again. And they will jump through all these hoops because the food is so good. I only ever have one chef in the kitchen, literally one person preparing everything. So it takes ages. There's only four elements on the stove, just one stove. So they can only cook a certain number of things at once. And on top of all of this, only one server. No, no, the cook is the server. Oh, my God, that's even better. Oh, you know what else you should and add for this? And the cook has to take the reservations, too. Oh, and they you should do the soup Nazi approach. In what sense? Just, like, yell at everybody? Yeah. Just be <laughs> so like, just if, general... if you say the wrong thing, no breakfast for you. <laughs> yeah, imagine you go through all those hoops, and then you book your reservation, you sit down in the middle and he comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, you're a piece of shit. No breakfast for you. Bye. Come back one year. Come back one year. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that's my uh, piece of shit restaurant, the breakfast pit. Oh, man. I I love the sounds of it already. This 
That that's gonna be my my re- my regular brunch place from now on. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, now <laughs> you're gonna have to basically block out like a two or three hour window, and hopefully you're not starving when you show up because it's gonna take a while. I'd have a piece of toast before I went over there. I'd I'd be I'd be prepared. I think after a while, yeah, you you might get used to used to the steps you'd have to take. Yeah, no, it's a fair play. And if you if you line everything up perfectly, you know, maybe you come in, um, maybe you get lucky. You're first person in. You've already booked your reservation. You book it for as soon as they open. You show up on time. They sit you at the end of the table, you know. Mm-hmm. That would be in a perfect world. Or they could totally fuck with you and you show up first and they sit you right in the middle. And then everybody else comes in and fills in around you. Oh, man. Oh, you know what this would be? It, it, it would be a good last date spot. Oh, that's where you take... No, because if you take them there to break up, you're going to be sitting there for ages. What if you're on... What if they're in the booth and you're in, and you're in the chair? Oh, so you wait till it fills up, you say we're done, and then you just leave. Yeah. Oh, and that's going to be a super public thing, too, because everyone's, like, literally beside you. Yeah, and then you advertise that you can do this there. So if I advertise that I could do that, all the couples would be super sketched out. Oh, this is really great place. Like, we could go for breakfast tomorrow. It's called the Breakfast Pit. Oh, is that the place where people break up? Yeah, but, like, it's totally got really good food. Jeremy, we're through. Okay, <laughs> as soon as I'm done, my delicious eggs Benedict, we're freaking done, Jeremy. But honey, are you going to cover breakfast? Of course I'm not going to cover breakfast, Jeremy. You couldn't protect me or my family or pay for any of my things, so we're done, Jeremy. For the last time, do you have any idea how hard it is to cover a bunch of grenades? I have no idea where I'm going with this. I don't know where you were going either, Jeremy. That's why we're through. Fair enough. And then the super Italian chef comes in. And he's like, no, he's not Italian. He's like New Yorker. And he's like, yeah. hey, you guys are breaking up here. Well, can you not break up on the middle of the dinner table? Thank you. Even though it's breakfast, I call it the dinner table anyways, because that's how I roll. It's my restaurant. Get out of here. <laughs> don't forget to pay your bill. Yeah. All right. So... While I was preparing for this episode, I found out about something that is it's real, it's real stupid, and it's in Toronto. So I need you to scout this out and try it for me, okay? Okay. Have you ever heard of Garfield Eats? They make um, Garfield-shaped pizzas? Yes. Yeah, I feel like either you told me about this or somebody did, but I, I know vaguely of it. Yeah, it's in Toronto. I actually found out about this while listening to the podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Shout out to those guys. Huge inspiration for this podcast. And yeah, like it's uh, it's pizzas shaped like Garfield, but they also sell like a whole bunch of Garfield merchandise as well. I'm curious to try it, but they don't have it on this part of Canada yet. So I kind of want you to just scout it out. Let me know how it is and report back on the next episode. What is it? What is it called? Garfield? It's called Garfield Eats. It's like Uber Eats, but replace Uber with Garfield. Oh, wait. Can you not sit down and eat there, though? No, it's. I think they deliver to you. And they have something called a Garfachino. That sounds literally like puke. Right? But no, it, it, it's coffee. Weird. Oh, oh my God. It looks... 
it actually doesn't look too bad. World's first Garfield quick mobile restaurant. Well, yeah, probably. That's very specific. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They have their own friggin' app? Yeah, they have their own freaking app. It's literally... What the hell? I am so tempted to pre-register. What the hell? You can't just download it. You have to pre-register. I'm so confused. I know, but they, ha they have a phone number on the Facebook page, too. So you can just call in an order. Yeah, you can just call in an order. Oh, there's even a website here. I wonder what their delivery radius is. Huh. There's like nothing. What do we got? <sighs> is this, that's not the menu. Oh, and, and on the drinks, they have Garfield strips. Garfield like strips? They print Garfield comic strips on the paper cups. World's first Garfield shaped pizza. It's like, um, oh, shit. I'm going to, I'm going to totally screw this up. Is it not Jurassic Park where, um, Somebody says, I think it's um, Jeff Goldblum. He's like, um, shit. You know the line that I'm going to say. It's like, did you I ever know, think about... Did you ever think about if we should do it? Yeah, we could do it, but did you ever think if we should? Something like that. Something I'm, like uh, that. I... Hey, it's, it's an excuse to watch Jurassic Park again. It's back on Netflix. Oh. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to binge that shit sometime. Oh, oh, here. I'm going to write... I'm going to get the quote right here. Um, you were so preoccupied with whether or not you could do it, you didn't stop to think if you should. These pizzas, I mean... The they don't pictures, look bad. Really? I feel like they don't look super appetizing. This Garfield Indiano, from a distance, it looks like it's topped with candy, but it looks like just kind of a regular deluxe. And there's hash browns on it. Hash browns? These almost look kind of like Goombas from, um... From Mario? Yeah. Yeah. Let's look at the desserts. What kind of desserts do they have? Yeah. Okay, why are we not Garfield's uh, dark chocolate bar? Oh, and they, they and they serve lasagna. They better serve lasagna. This this uh, menu is so hard to deal with. I don't know unless my computer's slow as heck. Yeah. It seems like it's way too interactive to be. I don't know. I can't click on the friggin' things. Yeah, I know. It's hard for me to do anything too. Dough, 100% Arabica coffee beans, 100% natural, no GMOs, no fertilizers, no preservatives. I want to see prices, though. Like, show me some prices. I want to see if this is... And what's the size of these friggin' pizzas? Yeah, like, it. judging from the look of it, I'm sure it's like a, por a personal-sized pizza. Like, probably 7, 8 inches. Huh. <laughs> On the website, it says Garfield is the chairman. Jesus Christ. Jeez. What about what about Odie? What up? What, what is Odie, Odie? What is Odie's spot on this? Is, is Odie a part of this? I I got to know. Oh, on the very bottom it says Friends Happiness Center. What is that? So if go to right to the bottom. Friends Happiness there's besides the Canadian number there's another number. What flag is that? Let's see here. I'm going to go back over to the website. I forgot how frickin' colossal Garfield's eyes are. It's almost frightening. I think it's Dubai. Let's see here. Where? So it's right at the bottom? At the Yeah, under the Friends Happiness Center. I'm pretty sure it's Dubai, dude. It's, yeah, that look. Let's see here. Dubai. I just copied and pasted the phone number. That's the flag of Dubai. Well, flag oh, of the uh, UAE. 
Right. That would make more sense. Now I feel stupid for saying it was Dubai. But yeah, great. So there's plenty of options. You could Google Pay, Apple Pay, PayPal. And apparently there's a lot of Garfield fans in the Middle East. Great. See? Just mo one more thing people around the world have in common. Just a, a love of Garfield and a hatred of Mondays. <laughs> it is Monday again. Boo. Okay. So uh, <laughs> what do we got uh, for... Uh, advice online. Hey, before we get into our bad advice segment, I just wanted to ask you, could you please check out Garfield Eats if you are around the Toronto area or anywhere that they actually serve Garfield Eats? I am genuinely curious as to how good or bad everything is, especially the Garfuccino. Horrible, horrible name. But I gotta know, is it any good? Please let us know. Send us a message on Facebook. You can also email betheworstpodcast at gmail.com. And by the way, while you're there, maybe give us some extra ideas because I like the ideas that we have right now, but there are only so many. And I'm sure you have so many more. I would love to hear them. So please let us know. And thank you so much for listening to episode three. This one's a bit of a long one, but we are making it extra long because it might be a little while before episode 4 comes. But I promise we are going to do whatever we can to make sure we have a full 10 episodes by the end of 2019. Alright, so we'll start off with uh, one of the first Yahoo answers that I got. What should I get for dessert at McDonald's? Um, breakfast. Definitely a good plan. You know, gotta take advantage of the whole 24-hour breakfast thing. What would you say? Ice cream breakfast sandwich. Ice cream breakfast sandwich? How does, uh, how does that work? Well, you order a hot fudge sundae. And you order um, uh, just one of the breakfast sandwiches, like a McGriddle. Yeah, a McGriddle. Just because I feel like the McGriddle's buns would pair well with the ice cream and the hot fudge. And then you take out the eggs, you put in the hot fudge, and then you eat it that way. Interesting. That could be good. I think so. Have you ever had an ice cream waffle sandwich? I have, actually. It's amazing. Oh, they're the bomb.com. Yeah. Breakfast for dessert. It depends on the time of the day. But I think that your Sunday, uh, your Sunday sandwich, that's a, that's a winner. I think so. Winner, 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 uh, not chicken dinner. <laughs> All right, so going for something a little more related to the topic, what is the first step for a young person who wants to start their own business? Uh, so this is bad advice. Yeah, bad advice. Name your business the name of another business that's already successful. So assuming that they don't, the company hasn't trademarked multiple spellings. So I could start a company and call it Apple, but spell it A-P-L-E. Or A-P-P-E-L, for example. What about A-P-L? Yeah, because well, you want to have it close to a misspelling of Apple. Yeah. That, that way people are typing in Apple, whatever, and then it goes to your website. Yeah. Plus, I, I feel like, you know, having the minimal spelling, it's almost kind of hip in a way. So that might attract people. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then what do you sell? Oh, I'm Apple. I sell literally just apples. Yeah. And, like, be like uh, Johnny Appleseed, just selling a whole bunch of stuff. We got, like, our... Uh, Want to get liquored up? Try our apple cider. Want to try something new? Some apple butter. We got apple sauce. Um... Got apple jacks. Apple jacks. Apple jacks. Can't go wrong with apple jacks. Isn't isn't that their slogan? Can't go wrong with apple jacks. I'm actually not sure. I don't, 
I didn't even know that Applejack's had a mascot until recently, too. Is it an apple named Jack? Yes, actually, it is. Plus, uh, he has his his rival, uh, a Jamaican cinnamon stick named Cinnamon. What? Yeah, it's the wackiest (laughs) shit ever. Why does he have a rival? I don't know. Applejack and Cinnamon. All right, so my advice for a young person who wants to start their own business. Oh, I oh I've seen this, this dude. I don't think they're rivals. I think they're buddies. Maybe I'm not remembering the commercials right then, because it's been a while since I've seen the commercial. Yeah, yeah, cinnamon. That's jokes. Yeah, it's a cinnamon stick. That's t- it's not a cinnamon roll. It's a cinnamon stick. Yeah, cinnamon stick. Yeah, that's jokes. Right. Yeah. So my uh, my other first step for a young person who wants to start their own business. Either have rich parents, or consider an alternative approach like robbing a bank. And that's how you bankroll your business? Exactly. And if you go in jail, bring some ramen with you, you'll start your empire that way. (laughs) I don't think you can bring anything to jail with you. Yes, you can. In the old prison wallet. No. This is the angry oyster all over again. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, what do you got? What else you got on? Okay, on, uh, what should men know by age twenty-two? And I, I think I might have shared this with you yesterday. This is something yeah, I did. gave really a really smart-ass answer to. Yeah, you said. What did you say? That no one likes you when you're twenty-three. <laughs> what, should, what should some guy know, um, by the time that you're twenty-two, um, that that you don't matter in the in the big scheme of things, you don't matter. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of freeing. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, think about the fact that you are your own protagonist in your life, yet if you do something that's shitty, like maybe not shitty, maybe you screw up, maybe you make a mistake, maybe something happens, right? Uh, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but at the same time, you can have a huge success, and it can also give me nothing. <laughs> so in like a non-depressing kind of way, Everybody is special, but everybody also is, yeah. <laughs> Everyone has an equal amount of mediocrity. That's a good way to put it, and now I'm sad. But you know what? You're special to me. Aw, Timothy. Eh, what, what can I say? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a tender person. A tender person or a tender person? Tender. I heard tender. and I was kind of confused. With me, I, I mean, if you had said I'm a grinder person, that would make sense for you saying that you're special. I'm special to you, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, another little bit of advice, and this one's not actually bad advice. I'd say this is somewhat useful. Uh, if you're gonna get tested, make a day of it. <laughs> make a day of it in what way? Book some time off work. Get ready to spend the whole day there. <laughs> Why? Because it's a long wait. Uh, I wouldn't. It just depends when you go. You can book appointments, man. Yeah, it's true. But so, <laughs> so if you're getting tested, basically don't don't expect it to be quick. Yeah, pretty much. So I mean, it can last thirty seconds in the bedroom, and then you're waiting two hours to get tested. Is what you're saying? Exactly. It's going to be way longer than it was to to have the reason that you're there in the first place. There you go. Wear a raincoat, boys and girls. Well, boys specifically, but well, they make, they make, I think they make raincoats for girls. Diaphragms. Yes, yeah. but I feel like virtually nobody uses it. 
I've, I've never the... even seen them on store shelves before. Yeah. I wonder um I wonder how the dental dam industry is doing. See now those I've actually seen. Really? And they come in fun flavors. Oh no. Mostly banana. Oh that's that's even worse. Did you know that here's a fun fact. That back in the day there was more than the one type of banana that we generally use and we actually ate it into extinction. So if you think about it, banana flavored things taste like banana, but you're like, it's almost too banana-y, right? But then so that's the banana, the banana? The banana flavoring that they use these days is based on the old banana that's now extinct. Wow. Yeah, the more you know. Great segue from dental dams to bananas. All right, so I got one more for you, and this, uh, this is the one that I'm excited for. Um, the only reason I still have it is because I actually saved a bookmark of it. I think there's a demon that lives in my toilet. What do I do? Did they give any more info? No. They didn't even spell demon right. This is Yahoo Answers we're talking about. <laughs> How did they spell it? it they spelled it uh, D-E-M-N-O. Demno? Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty sure they were trying to say demon. I'm gonna Google Demno and see if that's there's a face oh there's a DJ named Demno. And there's a family. Where's the Demno family from? Mainly Florida. The Demno family name was found in the US in nineteen twenty. In nineteen twenty there was one Demno family living in Connecticut. Demno. Yeah, I mean it's possible that maybe they think what maybe they are a demno and they think one of their ancestors is haunting their toilet. Maybe. I think they just need to flush it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just, they need to just, exercise the the demnos. Yeah, just just fl flush it and go to rehab. Or, or I mean if they want to keep the de the demon around, they need to go to that uh Chinese food place that you talk about and then just clog up the toilet and they got the demon there for life. Yeah. You know that that could that could work out. That could work, and you could be best friends. Totally. Because I feel like most demons, I mean, they're not out to hurt you personally. Like it's not a personal vendetta usually, unless you've slighted them. So it's yeah. like demons are just shitty in general, and so their modus operandi is like, I'm gonna be a dick, right? It's not like, oh, I'm gonna be a dick to Tim specifically. Yeah, like they're just like dicks in general. That's kind of why they're there. Yeah, so I mean, if if it's in your toilet, I would, I would be nice. I would, you know, spray some poopery every now and then, make sure it smells nice in there, and uh, and really maybe some mood lighting. Maybe ooh, maybe like a scented candle as well. Maybe build really a second bathroom just so there's no neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah really, uh, really make the demon feel at home. You know, so yeah. that way, that way you. We, even if you live alone, you're not actually living alone. And the people that you don't like, you can make them use the demon bathroom. Ooh, that's brilliant. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about all we got. Should we Should we call it here? Let's call it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for episode three of Be the Worst. Um. 
gonna be taking a small break for it just because I am freaking busy with work on the radio station and I have no idea when I'm gonna have enough free time to record another podcast. But, Tyler, if you're okay with this, I think we should redo season eight of Game of Thrones. Re- redo the whole season and make it worse than it was? How is that possible? Well, let's find out on the next episode of Be the Worst. That segue, though. Right? <laughs> One wiener next to another wiener. That's the oyster. Angry oyster. Angry oyster. Music provided by filmmusic.io. The show must go by Kevin McLeod. License CCBY.